How's it going, everybody? My name is Anthony. Welcome back to the Royal HUD Podcast, the podcast where we learn and inspire together with topics ranging from pop culture, business, and community discussions. Today, I have a guest with me, and uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Go ahead and say your name and um, pretty much like where you're from or any details that you want to give to us about yourself. So, Okay, I'm Belinda Finn, uh, also known as Catherine Peebles, also known as <laughs> White Feather, also known as Taffy. <laughs> so, Taffy, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> so um, you came to me a little while ago, one to talk about uh, connections or relations or like uh, serendipity stuff. Um, so, what made you want to discuss something like this? What what came into mind whenever we were? Well, I think for me, it, I'm, I get excited about the serendipities and the things that happen that people call coincidences, and I don't believe in coincidences, but I believe that uh, we are all connected and we are all not realizing how connected we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just thought talking about it and bringing up some of the things in my life that have been amazing to me and um, made me realize the higher power, the the creation is all connected. That we're not even realized how important we are to one another. That's true. Until we get that aha moment, as Oprah would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I was thinking that maybe if we talked a lot about that, then we would realize that um, we're not all so different. Exactly. And see, like, um, when you were talking about how we're all related, the, the one way I was getting connected with you is through one of my best friends. Um, I've known her for, like, high school and all that. And uh, one of the main reasons why we were able to, like, meet is because, like, we kind of looked after each other back in high school. And one of the things that allowed us to be able to meet with one another, like you and I, was because, you know, we were, I was always close with your granddaughter Mm -hmm. and um i've always seen you guys come around for like special holidays or like anything that's going on like birthdays and stuff Mm -hmm. um and you you've kind of always you know been like a good influence to me as like a grandmother and uh i always find it interesting that you always try to be very close with your family and one of the things that's very important with your family is like your heritage you always talk Mm -hmm. about the heritage with your family um Callie has told me some a little bit about it, and so has Carol, which is her mother. Um, they both have told me some things about it, but you're mo- you're mostly the more stronger one when it comes to the whole heritage thing. You know more about it, and you inform both of them and also like other people's about your heritage. So, any like ideas on relations with that you want to discuss on ancestry. Dot, uh, DNA research and everything's out there. Right. I think more people are beginning to look at their ancestry and see uh, what past they have or how they're connected with ancestors mm-hmm. and what influence that uh, they did or didn't have. And at the age of seven, I was adopted out of my family and was put into a children's home and then a foster home and then another home and (laughs) so I've had a lot of different uh, influences as as I say Mm -hmm. and then 
um, I remember my adopted mother, the last home I was in, adopted three of us uh, out of six. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was the oldest at the time. I wasn't the oldest of the six, but I was the oldest of the three adopted. Anyway, she would make the comment that uh, if I didn't behave, she was going to leave me with the Indians. And I love that idea. So why would I behave? Wow. <laughs> it's like, I want to be with the Indians. And I didn't have a clue that uh, why I would or wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. And her comment would be, oh, you'll just starve to death if that happens. And oh, so it say. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I was supposed to be afraid of that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. I, I was... Um, wondered why she said it. And then once I became an adult, I learned that I was Cherokee. And the reason I was adopted out was because I didn't look Cherokee. I didn't have the black hair most of my cousins had. (laughs) I didn't have the dark hair and the dark skin. Uh, My mother was Dutch and had fair uh, blue eyes and blonde hair and was fair complected. And so was I and my two younger sisters. So we were placed into adoption and didn't realize until you look at the history of how many Native Americans that happened to, that mm-hmm. they were taken from their families because they didn't fit in or because they were adoptable or because they wanted to take the Indian out of us. You know, so. See, that, that's very sad. Like, um, we're still living in a world where people are so judgmental. And always saying like, oh, well, this person is always trying to say they're this and that, but we know exactly how they are. They're not this just because of the way they, you know, how they view them. Um, You were mentioning pretty much about like you didn't look the part. And that's so rude of them to say that. But, you know, that's their own fault for being like that. If they want to be like that, then that's okay. Because you truly know who you are. And no one can ever tell you exactly who you are and that's the most important thing to even matter right there like you don't want to worry about anybody else because you know who you are in general that's true i mean i didn't realize that as a child but as i am now Mm -hmm. six decades later (laughs) and plus i realized that you know that so much of it was interconnected so much of Mm -hmm. how i felt as in my spirit and how I behaved amongst my friends and everyone would tell you that I was a little bit different in the sense that I was uh, into nature and uh, fascinated by the colony of ants or (laughs) that I was always saying let's um, let's support each other in our spirits and Mm -hmm. not worry about how we look and they're I'm like, really where like is this that. coming from? You know, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, it's in me. And I heard on a plane one time, some guy started talking about a problem he had. And I just made a little comment. And, mm-hmm. and oh, wow, this is, I'm sitting next to someone wise. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't, wasn't trying to be wise, like mm-hmm. a wise person thinking that was an insult. But I was trying to calm him, you know, mm-hmm. that it's okay. It's going to be okay. That. Everything is temporary, but everything is connected in the sense that uh, down the road, you'll look back at this one. And I think that's what it said to him. One day you'll look back at this and see that that is insignificant. What matters is how you feel Mm -hmm. and how you make your child feel. Because he was talking about his 
son or, or daughter. I don't remember now, but that's the problem with getting older. You forget things, but still, it's... Um, Understandable. Yeah, the um, coincidences. I think you brought up one time that um, something coincidental happened in your life and the mm -hmm. fact that you knew, became best friends with my granddaughter. I just felt like, okay, we're family now. You know, mm -hmm. that's it's not about that we're just friends. We become family once we become connected with one another. That's true. And that was something that a lot of people don't realize is that when people come into your life, you become connected to them, mm -hmm. and they're either your teacher or they're your, uh, you're their teacher mm -hmm. in some form. So um, that connection is important, even if it's for a second, mm -hmm. even if it's for a lifetime. So that's why I wanted to be here to, to support you in, in the fact that I think we're connected, you know, that we have a life together. And I hope to see how you do and, and watch in as many years as I have. But that, um, yeah, I think we're, and my granddaughter thinks the same way. She says, like, she's a lot like I am. and I can definitely see it within her a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's a pride for me. It's a prideful <laughs> thing. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's probably one of the main reasons why I was drawn into um, Callie, which is your granddaughter. I, um, she was very, very nice. She was a really good person to be around. Um, I know like a lot of people were kind of like iffy on her back in school. So I guess like she can relate to how your past was, where a lot of people were thinking you were kind of different and all that. Um I guess you could say the same thing about Callie. I don't want to, like, speak for her or anything, but from what we were experiencing and all that, um, like, I, I knew that she had, like, something very good about her and all that, and she was a really good friend. And whenever she was there for me, I always tried to try to be there for her as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, whenever we did get closest, because, like, we both were, like, going through, like, some things back in high school, um, and one of the best things for us to do was, like, you know, become close to his friends and all that. Mm -hmm. um, I know, like, some people kind of, like, thought that maybe we were dating back then. But really, like, we were just two friends who were trying to have some good times and all that. Mm -hmm. And um, your family has also, like, been a very good help for me, too. Like, um, I like how you said that we're considered family now because I definitely felt like that back then, too. Still now to this day, like, um, me and Kai consider each other siblings. Um and you still call yeah. my grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, and, you know, I, I still consider you people far with, with, with my family as well. Like, I love my family, like my uh, official family, both adopted and biological. But you guys are also kind of like my third family, too, like my relation family, I mm -hmm. guess you could say now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, relationships go like a very far away when it comes mm -hmm. to connecting with people all the time. And, I can 100% agree with your point about saying that you can learn something from everybody and everyone can be so very connected with you whenever you have that time with them. Mm -hmm. And even though we're all very busy right now, like you could still feel the, the connection that we have whenever we come together for anything in general. And uh, I'm very thankful for your support too because, you know, any support means a whole lot to me. And... Um, I know like a lot of people nowadays usually want to talk about love languages and stuff. My love language is pretty much quality time. 
And anybody who's willing to spend some quality time with me, that's, like, good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't really need anything else. It's just I like to be around people. That's all. Um, so earlier you were, like, mentioning about how you're very closely connected with uh, nature in general. Like, um, so many people, they're either, like, some animal lovers and some of them are not. And you said you obviously love nature in general. And I think that's a great little trait to have. So... What is so very special and connected with nature to you? Like, what makes it so standing out for yourself when it comes to relations and connection? I want to share a time when my uh, I was reunited with my grandmother mm-hmm. on my father's side. And it was, I think we said it was like t- almost 20 years before since we had been seeing each other mm-hmm. and been together. Um, and she was the Cherokee, my dad's mother. And so the day came for me to uh, reunite with her and my mother and sister and dad. And I was trying to think, it seemed like there was one other person there. We all went together and she lived out near Cave City and out on a farm next to the buffalo or the bison farm and peacocks and Mammoth Cave and all of that area. And anyway, uh, I got out of the car, and she came up down off her front porch, and the birds were singing, the wind was blowing, the sunny day, it was a beautiful day, and when she got to me and hugged me, everything stopped. The wind, the birds, total silence. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's, not, that's nature speaking, mm-hmm. and when she let go, it all resumed. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? Mm-hmm. What just happened? You know, and, and in my mind, of course, I'm, I think differently than some. Other people thought it was eerie and freaky. Oh, I man. thought it was beautiful and that time had stood still to catch up with me and her mm-hmm. reuniting. That's and good. that it was nature showing us that it will resume Mm-hmm. In, a, in the right way and that it was meant for me to be, meet her mm-hmm. again and you know I, that's why I believe in you know nature talks to us mm-hmm. <laughs> um, our earth I call her mother earth will provide for us mm-hmm. the waters will restore our souls it's all in the bible it's all mm-hmm. in um, all other religions you know Mm -hmm. it's it's out there but people don't uh, pay enough attention to that connection until it hits them in the face you know true it's like don't believe in it till i see it well you just saw it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you just saw it you just felt it you just experienced it and yet you made it something freaky and when it was something beautiful yeah you know so yeah it's all in how you look at it (laughs) that is so true yeah it's definitely how you look at it and the serendipity of all of that mm-hmm. is the sudden surprise of finding something is when you realize that to reunite with one another is, and, and it doesn't have to be family. It can be just us meeting today, reuniting after I can't remember when I saw you last, but know. you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, like a reuniting. And it's um, part of what we're we're meant for and our purpose is is to keep connected to appreciate 
the connections we have, whether they're ancestral or whether they're present, you know, that you, uh, your future is only determined by your present and your past. Mm -hmm. That's what makes your future is where you walk into it. So this is part of it. It's a journey. This, and the serendipity and the surprise of it all is what you're going to find around the corner. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know? Like, whoa, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't ever think I'd be doing a podcast with Anthony. Yes, this is amazing. So, yeah, it's where you, if you follow where you're led, mm -hmm. you'll be where you're supposed to be. That's so true. And so many people want to make it the journey theirs and not look at the nature and not look at the signs to show them the way or the time to be the right time. So I, I think that's why it's important to pay attention to the, those elements. And we've got to do that with our, well, I don't want to get into politics, but <laughs> if you think about, you know, the upcoming uh, elections, we've got to think about all those things. What does that mean for us as a people and what we value, mm -hmm. you know? Are we going to value? Uh, taking care of nature? Are we going to value taking care of our, uh, taking care that our great-grandchildren will someday have a, a, a good place to live? Mm -hmm. Are we just going to sit back and wait and let and see what happens, you know? I, think I feel like so much <laughs> of our society is wanting to just sit around and wait and see what happens. Right. Uh, I mean... In some cases, it's not bad to just wait and see what happens. But in my point of view, I feel like you gotta at least take some action to forward right. to, you know. Um, one thing that we always speak about in church, uh, I we are definitely getting deep into politics <laughs> and religion, but still, like we we talk about these things and try to be positive about it. But uh, one of the things that we usually bring up is like. Um, it's nice to always like wait and seek guidance from our Heavenly Father. But um, in another way, you also have to be able to do your part too. Because as much as we want, and this can relate to anything really, like as much as we want something, you can't just always like expect it to come to you whenever you feel like you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. It's always just going to come at a time where you don't expect it. And it's always going to come at a time where you are most needed for it. And the only way it will come is whenever you actually put in the action for it, too. So, like, if you're not doing nothing and you're expecting something to be here in the next hour or maybe in a minute, it's just more than likely not going to happen. Because, one, you're expecting it and you're demanding that you have it right then and there. But if you're actually, like, you know, being patient, but you're also trying to put in some little action of it, like showing that you truly are seeking for it, then that's when it will probably show up at the right time for you. Um, now, when it comes to, like, uh, religion and stuff, I know that uh, relationships or anything in relations can come with that, but what does it feel for, like, some people who are not in that category? Like, people who are not connected with nature or people who are not connected with religion. Like, the people who are just living their normal everyday lives and they are not expecting too much but like the basic bare bones of themselves like they're not well I wouldn't say basic bare bones but they're really just like trying to 
live in a view that they believe is strongly for themselves. Like for people who don't look towards nature and religion, how do you, you know, still try to be relatable with them or treat them as family? Okay, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's going to be a different answer for everyone. Mm -hmm. But for me, and you're asking how do I do it, <laughs> um, is I've learned from, I guess, experience that the best place to meet someone is where they are. Mm -hmm. And if they're not where I am, I'm, I can't expect them to think like I do or have the same art that I do. I so I find that it's more important for me to work on helping them mm -hmm. to feel accepted for who they are, mm -hmm. number one, and number two, to follow them as far as uh, following their journey. Like, um, for example, I, I sat at a table, and this goes back to high school, Okay. Uh, in study hall as they called it and uh, we still got it called you still, that. <laughs> okay <laughs> in study hall well, and i don't know I because i've it. been out of high school for a while but when i was in it it was still called that but. okay um well this one girl um harassed me and i would just smile and and kindly say something as uh, like okay that's your opinion or i i hear you uh, and what, I'm 16 years old, and I'm still this person who's, like, not being bothered by her harassing me. Mm -hmm. And finally say to her, you know, um, if you want to do that, that's fine, but I've got this to do. And I would study or do whatever I was doing. And th when we graduated, she wrote in my annual that I was the wisest and kindest person she ever met. And I thought, oh my gosh, really I was nice. kind of sort of ignoring her, but <laughs> kind of sort of letting her be, wow. letting her be who she was, and just telling her, let me be, I'm going to do this, and you mm -hmm. do that, and gently do it. And it meant that much to her two years later that she would write a manual that she, I meant so much to her. Wow. And so your influence That's on amazing. one another is to accept people where they are mm -hmm. and to, uh, to realize their value. Um, I get tickled a lot about um and i don't want to bring up the race card but <laughs> mm -hmm. my dad was a racist he was um i was kind of glad i wasn't raised by him but he was uh i don't know why he was that way if because i never remember my i know my grandmother wasn't like that his mom mm -hmm. but anyway he he was and it just always upset me that he was that way and to find out later that my half-brother was raised by the most kind black man I've ever met. I mean, I have—I didn't get to meet him, I shouldn't say I've ever met, but from what I've ever heard, mm -hmm. I felt like I met him because I've heard about him from my stepbrother, and my half-brother, and okay. stuff. And I heard such wonderful things, and how much he was missed when he passed away, and, and you know, what a good father he was to my mm -hmm. brother, and I thought, you know, this is, my dad would have, he's still alive, but mm -hmm. he would be livid if he knew that his son was raised by a black man. Mm -hmm. And I just 
think that's hilarious. That's, mm. You know, because Creator puts into our lives who we need. And mm. it's not about race. And it's not about color. And my brother's the best brother that I know, you know, that I could be for a half-brother. And, and you definitely feel like you were placed in that school for that little girl to be there. Like, you know, the both of you are meant to be there at that time. And um, it probably helped her out a whole lot through something. You think that was also kind of part of Oh, uh, yeah, Sherry was, um, she was testing the waters, you know, to see how she, if she could get me to cuss, which I don't do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, I just mm -hmm. don't. And um, I think she thought she could bring it out in me. And so her goal was completely different from mine. My goal was to say, oh, okay, you be you and I'll be me. You know? <laughs> um, and to, that she let, that that affected her. And I've had other people tell me the same thing that, you know, that we are affected by one another, that um, that effect that my grandmother had when nature stopped, you know, mm -hmm. when, when the world stopped and then restarted again. Um, I think that we, not only affect one another, we affect each other in waves that we can't identify. And that's why I call it serendipity, because it's, you can't know all the time the waves. And that, and that kind of goes back to religion, if you want to say that, how does that affect? Well, yes, we have to have um, prayers, because those are effective. People don't realize how effective. I could go on and on about how effective prayers are, but um, that the waves that we create are waves we can't see, mm -hmm. that they're out there and they're in the nature, they're in the wind. I don't know if you've ever heard a bird sing and then tried to sing back to a bird, but I have. <laughs> a couple of times, it's really nice. And that other birds join in. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, this is the, you know, this is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. and. I just dreamed the um, night before last um, a dream of a song that says, I cannot not love you. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could remember the tune, because you know how dreams are, you forget them. But I remember the words of that song that I cannot not love you. And I think that love is the most powerful wave that we have that we're not using enough of. And if you can look at kindness and mm -hmm. if you can look at um, our connections then you're seeing love mm -hmm. and that's when they say that's the uh, most important thing of all in scripture then you realize that it really is I had a neighbor child that loves me <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> just turned three oh. and I, I stopped over to give him his birthday uh, gift Mm -hmm. And that poor child, when I left, was distraught. He did not want me to leave. He was going to oh, make man. me stay. If his <laughs> screaming and tears could hold me, he would have, you mm -hmm. know. But it was that, that, that effect that I thought, wow, you know, he must have needed that, <laughs> you know, that moment to want to hold on to it that tight. Mm -hmm. And if... So you were there right at the right time? I guess I was. <laughs> I, you know, didn't know. I just decided to text my neighbor and say, are you home and is this a good time? Can I drop by a gift? 
for his birthday. And, and Would you say it was like kind of a feeling? Like something it was would a just, lid, yeah, yeah, because there's too many times that in our my life and I think everyone's that you feel led to mm. do something and then you think, mm, that's a good idea, but I don't think I'll do that. Um, and then regret it. And I, my motto is try to do live your life without regret because too many times I've felt led to do something, a kindness act, take as small as take brownies to the neighbor who's sick, you know, to a prayer that I said I would pray for someone and then maybe I didn't. And then, um, and then there's more times, hopefully, than not, that I would, we, my husband and I would go visit someone that was really ill and I would leave knowing that that was the last time I was gonna see them. And my gut knew that we were so glad that we went because we almost didn't. And then I kept saying, no, I really feel that nudge. I really feel we need to go. And I'm so glad we did. And I think, again, <clears throat> when we pay attention to those nudges, there's that force or that wind or that, that uh, yes. something is, is guiding you, mm -hmm. you know. And and sure, it's not going to always be there. I, I tell this story a lot about one time I heard a voice. And no, I don't hear voices usually. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't since, actually. But I heard a voice, uh, wash your husband's feet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And it came out of nowhere. It was a man's voice. And it wasn't a thought. It was an audible sound looking around the room. And then I even asked my husband if he said it. You know? <laughs> and he said, no. He goes, you're not going to wash my feet. And I knew he didn't like his feet to be touched. So I thought, I brushed that off and said, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Got home that night, and he brought home uh, foot soap and uh, a thing to soak his feet in and asked me to help him with that. Wow. And I was like, ah. There we go. There I'm you supposed go, right to do there. this. <laughs> I get to wash my husband's feet. Wow. And I had never done that since. But mm -hmm. that was, again, if we don't, um, uh, what is it? If we don't uh, relinquish almost, if we don't just release mm -hmm. ourselves enough to, to hear what nature's trying to tell us, to know where our nudges are real or not real or mm -hmm. just a thing you know what made me think that look for confirmation nature will give you confirmation look for the signs as they say there will be a sign <laughs> and believe it or not oh, people love uh, their signs yes they do and sometimes <laughs> they make signs out of things that are not signs but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but again it's important I think for us to stay connected with one another. Sometimes we are each other's signs. Mm -hmm. You know that this is uh, what he wanted me to do. So there's going to be a sign in that. There's going to be some confirmation. That's what a sign is: is confirming that that was what you need to do. Exactly. So. I love that. That was yeah. really good. And uh, yeah, you, you kind of threw out a lot of good good points in that whole entire section there um 
let's see I, I really don't have too many more other questions um really you kind of touched upon a lot of good things when it comes to relations and how you should react to like certain situations when people are, are coming to your life and all that and um you know whenever things are a part of your life as well like how you were growing up and what is your point of view of your life in general when it comes to uh, your connection with nature people religion and um just your life in general like a lot of those were some really good points to talk about on those and i feel like a lot of people are probably gonna like relate to some of those things and also enjoy a lot of that mm -hmm. and the story the stories that you've had they were really good stories i, I really enjoyed them um were those like some of the stories that you were wanting to like discuss oh, too? I have like more. <laughs> I don't know. If I have I have one more that I want to share. Okay, sure, go uh, for it. I would love to hear another. Yeah. Well, the um, adoptive home that I was placed in, um, I was with um, two younger sisters, and anyway, I was. Pl um, they wanted the two younger sisters, and in order to get them, my mother would only let them take them if they took me as well mm -hmm. because I was seven I was too much older they were four and five and um, so they took me kind of reluctantly but I was told my entire time that I lived with them that I was bought and paid for and that's <laughs> yeah so I found out shortly um, after she passed mm -hmm. that I was $50 that's oh what I was paid for. Oh my goodness. That's how much it cost the lawyer extra to, to get me added on to the adoption. How old were you around that time? Seven. Seven? Yeah. And they say you were They changed $50. my name. That's why I had so many names uh, oh. from the beginning. So Makes sense. I was Taffy mm -hmm. before that uh, because I was going to, uh, my mother was going to name me Kathy and my brother and sisters couldn't say Kathy, mm -hmm. so they called me Taffy. And then they changed my name to Belinda. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I was with the Cherokee family, they reminded me or, or had told me that I had been named Whitefeather. Okay. And that's one who brings peace. And it really kind of was fitting. I do, I do like the name <laughs> Whitefeather. That sounds so nice. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I learned later in Cherokee traditions that that's mm -hmm. a very honored name that very few people get. Okay. But you have to earn that name, and I just was given it. But mm -hmm. anyway, she said I was, uh, my grandmother had given it to me, and that's why Calissa and Cal and my daughter Carol wanted their names given to them by their grandmother. Okay. It's traditional. But anyway, that gets off topic. <laughs> no but, worries. <laughs> so back to the adoptive home. So when we went into the adopted home, I was placed in the basement, mm -hmm. unfinished basement, and that was the room I was to sleep in. And... Um, it wasn't the best of places, but I didn't mind because it was my space, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's better than sharing with everybody, which <laughs> I had done in the foster homes, many people mm -hmm. and other kids. So I've done the same I thing made too. it my home down there, you know, and my sisters got the bedroom upstairs. But the painting that she had down there uh, to allow me to use and I put over my headboard was a painting done in 1952 by Akundaf. So I liked it. I thought it was interesting. It was unusual. It was an oil painting. 
she did her own oil paintings and did landscapes and this was a geometrical type painting with beautiful colors all the colors that I would have liked you know as had favorites blues and turquoise and mm -hmm. but anyway I still have that painting but I'm gonna tell you how I still have it okay um, we when I graduated high school, I left and uh, went to live with a, someone else. And then um, they moved out of that home and moved to another city, that couple that had adopted us after my two sisters graduated. And so I didn't think about that painting or that life anymore. You know, once you move on, you move on. Don't think about the past so much. Mm -hmm. But when it came time when she had passed, um, the home was up for auction and everything in it. So I went to the auction and I told the auctioneer everything in it was up for sale except for paintings. Her works, her family wanted, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I walked over and there was that painting. And I thought, wow, that could have gotten sold and I'd never see it again. And so I, since I'm family, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll take that one. You know, that was the one thing I wanted. And uh, so I took that painting and put it over my headboard in the room in my home, my husband and I had, and noticed the name Condiff at the bottom. I'm 52. I was born in 55, so, you know, it was before I was born. Mm -hmm. Now, this is why I call our ancestry so important. My mother was a Condiff. My okay. biological mother was a Cundiff. I did not know that. So what is Until a after. A Cundiff is her maiden name, my mother's maiden name. Okay. And here I slept with a painting mm -hmm. for years with the name of some Cundiff. Okay. And here, after I'm married, I reunite with my mother, who was a Cundiff, mm -hmm. to find out that my brother was born in 52. And it's, he didn't do the painting, of course, but the, um, the connection was a Cundiff did it in her family. She didn't know which one, but they were artists and poets mm -hmm. and uh, teachers and all of the things that I was mm -hmm. <laughs> or am and have been and writers. And I was like, oh, my goodness, creator is showing me he kept us connected. And so that's awesome. Yeah, it's like okay, there's a there's my serendipity, there's my connection, there's my relation, mm -hmm. and I had lost all of it, and it was all restored again. And I think he restores in us the desires of our heart, and I say he meaning our Creator. Mm -hmm. The desires of our hearts are revealed to us in times when we need it the most, and that was. It made it okay. It made okay for the adoption. You know, for a long time I kept saying, I shouldn't have been adopted. You know, it shouldn't have happened. But mm -hmm. he kept us connected. Then we did Ancestry DNA. Turns out my adopted parents were a distant cousin. Oh. Actual relation. What were the odds of that? They had no idea. She had no idea. Mm -hmm. They didn't know each other. She kept, my adopted mothers would keep me, tell me, you know, you. You look too much like your mother. You got to stay out of the newspaper. Do not put your name in the newspaper when I got married. Hmm. Do not put your picture. I couldn't have my 
almost couldn't have my picture in my high school annual because she was really? afraid I would be seen. Wow. So, yeah, that that made that curiosity stronger. Like, oh, yeah, now i got to see her. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you got to know. And sure enough, she calls me now that we've been reunited over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, she calls me her little mini-me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like I'm all of you are very much alike to like many means like um, <laughs> your mother and then you and then like carol and callie i was like dang they're they all look Clone. exactly like <laughs> so no. well it's interesting that we do look so much alike because my husband is irish cherokee mm-hmm. i was scottish cherokee with dutch but he uh, was the only blue-eyed blonde of six children the youngest and all of his family had black eyes, black hair, you know, just dark complected. Mm-hmm. And there, here comes him when his mother was 48. He came along as a surprise as a blue eyed blonde. And of course, when I met him, I, my biggest fear was his name was David. My big brother is David. My little brother is David. <laughs> my dad is David. So mm-hmm. I was like, I had to ask his mother, you didn't adopt him? <laughs> because he's a David, mm-hmm. you know. But you take those blue eyes of his and mine mm-hmm. together, we had a whole, you know, nothing but blue eye blondes <laughs> in my side. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think the connection is there. But that hereditary things, hair color, whatever, um, you know, I, I don't see myself. Uh, if I look in the mirror, I'm like, wow, that's what I look like. Because without the mirror, I don't see myself as a color or a race or a, a look of a look. You know, our spirits are what we are. And mm-hmm. that's that's how I feel. I was like, wow, I have to go look in the mirror again and see that was me. <laughs> There's pictures, though, that I have of mm-hmm. me when I look at that sometimes aren't me. They turn out that was my mother in that picture. Oh of me. man, that's different. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, I can see where I got that from. But I always wanted to see the uh, Cherokee connection. I always wanted to see visually mm-hmm. um, that I had. And and when I wear regalia and I dance the traditional dances, and I do the Cherokee traditions. I feel like I look Cherokee, whether yeah. I do or don't. Um, it doesn't matter because I, I'm following and honoring Creator when I do that. So it's not about how I look. Exactly. And that's the problem, with, even amongst many of the tribes, is that if you are a traditional dancer, then you should look traditional. And uh, so, but I had enough, uh, I was honored enough in the tribe of Echota Cherokee of Alabama mm-hmm. to be. Uh, a leader in that tribe that I was a, a tribal council member and I was the secretary for the state okay. for the tribe and for several years so as a many of my of our clan would defend me you know mm-hmm. she's ours you know she is one of us and she can do traditional dancing but you know it's it is people can be judgmental and they can decide um, that they're right and it, it, it is like you were saying earlier that 
there are people out there who don't know the connections, mm -hmm. who don't um, believe in some of the connections. They just want to be right. <laughs> you know, it's True. all about them having their attitude, like my dad being prejudiced. We don't know where any of that came from, but God, mm -hmm. the Creator knows. God knows that He is going to place the right person in my brother's life. And because of that, my dad lost his youngest son and lost all of us in, in the adoption because he was um, not a good person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. So, and to this day, he uh, feels guilty. And if you're guilty, you're going to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And I think he has to live with that, unfortunately, even though I've told him numerous times that I would forgive him and have forgiven him and, and let's move forward. He can't. He, he knows what he did. And mm -hmm. he knows that, uh, that we remind him of it. Mm -hmm. and so he's asked us not to be around him. So I have no relationship with him. And that was cut off, you know, after all the years of reuniting family and his side and his people. And, and now it's... Um, it's interesting to be cut off from that, but uh, it's okay. You know, it has to be, because if it was meant to be restored, it would be. True. So, anyway, that <laughs> went around to another circle, didn't it? <laughs> True, but that's okay. I mean, you can cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, if you feel like you have a lot to say, you know, some good stories and all that, if you're willing to share, then that's mm -hmm. good. Um, I think you had some pretty good stories there to tell. Um, I really do like that last one, though, a whole lot. The one about... The yeah, the picture. That was yeah. really good right there. Um, I like the one about the nature stopping, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> <laughs> that one like that, was very good. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like so many people have noticed that a lot. Like, I definitely notice it sometimes myself. And, um, but not everybody really truly like thinks of it as very significant as like, some people usually do. And some people, like you said, probably take it in a very negative direction. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have to try to make it very positive, more optimistic and see the, the light side of a lot of situations. Yeah. Like, if we knew the connections, mm -hmm. I think we would see that it's okay. True. And my older sister, um, lives in Hawaii, which I'm going to go see next week. But she uh, always had uh, one quote that sticks with me, is that everything that happens is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it that way, um, and it's all in how you look at it, if you look at it that way, then it helps us to walk through life a little less fearful. Mm -hmm. um, and she said she heard that spoke to her when she crossed a busy highway at six years of age and there was cars, it was six lanes and she walked all the way across and nothing touched her. And she knew that when she got to the other side and looked back and saw all these cars going up and down the highway that she wasn't sure how she was gonna get back but she knew that she was where she was supposed to be. And I forget now why she felt she had to walk across a busy highway, but mm -hmm. so many people cross highways and get hit because they think they're indispensable. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but for the innocence of a child, you know, to know to go ahead and walk across the street and not get hit is, to me, uh, when we 
return as children, then mm -hmm. we can be more trusting of doing what is right for us to do. And if that means sitting and watching ants for hours, as I did, <laughs> hey, <laughs> then I, you do it. <laughs> when um, when uh, me and everybody went to like Jamaica and all that, mm -hmm. um, it was me, Tim, and Jeremy. We were like reading our books and all that uh, while everybody was like, you know, on the beach and stuff. But Jeremy noticed like there was like, uh, this whole family of ants going up this pole. And we were just like, what? what's going on there? So as far as like ant watching, we were definitely doing that. But we went over there to go check it out. And then there was like all these ants. And I think they were carrying like like one of their big ones because it was a really big red one being yeah. carried by a bunch of little small black ones. And they were trying to fit them into this hole. Yeah. <laughs> the hole was way too small for him too. Oh. So we were just like sitting there watching them like, are they going to be able to get it? I don't know. So... <laughs> So as far as ant watching, <laughs> how about that? Yeah, <laughs> that's why this story came up because there's a connection. <laughs> yeah, see, there see? you go. You know, we. I mean, I don't know why I was fascinated and sitting watching an ant hill for hours. Mm -hmm. I just loved that ant family. You know, it was like love was in me, and mm -hmm. all I could think about was to admire them and to watch them protecting them and not let anybody step on that ant hill. And <laughs> yeah, it's like. Um, as, you know that was childlike but yet at the same time like you you're watching nature and thinking what <laughs> why exactly. and who knows that that uh inspiration or in serendipity wasn't important in you uh to do at that time true because uh, you just don't know what happens on outside of that mm -hmm. that goes on that drew you there instead of over here you know mm -hmm. that that we just don't know all the answers and it's okay not to know exactly. and that's the importance of of thought, trying to figure it all out uh, just love once you've loved everything and you uh, find that you can even I mean it's very hard to love people that hurt others or that do um, unspeakable things it's it's hard to do that, but at the same time, we don't know what caused it. If it's a brain, uh, drugs, or something that was beyond that person, we don't know that we too may could have done something or do something. I mean, I see so many people who have dementia that that's not something they would ever do. And I, I've learned, and that's a whole other topic, but I've I've learned that... Um, it's part of our brains and what side of the brain that we use versus what side of the brain that we don't use. Mm -hmm. And some people that have dementia have to switch over to a different side of the brain that's not affected mm -hmm. to try to communicate. And a lot of times that is difficult. It's childlike. It's, it becomes angry or it becomes frustrating and it becomes their... Um, way of behaving instead of who they are mm -hmm. and if you and many times when I visit my oldest brother who's in a nursing home you know that I can just walk by and a person will reach out to touch me and I'll just stand there and let them touch me and one lady kept saying help me help me and I said you're okay and I hugged her and I said are you okay now and she said thank you that's what I needed a hug and yet everybody was avoiding her because she was reaching out. Mm -hmm. 
And so sometimes we have to hug the ants in a situation that maybe helped them and we don't know. True. You know? And I don't come to preach. I just came to share my stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I enjoyed them. And you said yourself that you had like a very good topic that you like to talk about on the podcast. So I greatly appreciate you for reaching out on that one. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the whole conversation. It was really nice. And very eye-opening on some situations as well, too. I'm hoping that uh, others can also can understand where we're coming from with this topic as well. Uh, it's a very strong and good one. And I think it's going to be a really... Uh, um, I think it's really going to touch a lot of people out there for this one, too. So. Hopefully, if they mm -hmm. have some stories that they look back on or want to share mm -hmm. that because I think we're called to share with one another you know mm -hmm. it's important to say oh yeah this happened to me like you just did with the ants you know mm -hmm. that okay well we're more connected than we realize exactly and it's wonderful it's great to be connected true of course I'm more um I think than most want to have connections and want to keep um because I lost so much of that as a child, the mm -hmm. connections with family and and now connections are just like a obsession of mine, you know, <laughs> that I want to keep know, holding on to to, it. to share with people that mm -hmm. we are connected, that we can share these stories, and we're that's that is our purpose is to share with one another, mm -hmm. share the love. That it? Yeah, I think um, that was pretty good. We're just now coming up to like an hour long. So oh, like, wow. That went fast it? <laughs> it did go by really fast, but I think it was a well worth it type of pace okay. that we went here. Um, but uh, if you have anything else do you want to discuss or you think that's pretty good for you? Yeah, I'm... I don't... Nothing's coming to mind right now. <laughs> I'm in blank, fine. so that's a good thing. <laughs> Well, like I, I tell people all the time, um, if you have anything you want to talk about, just like, you know, get with me and we can be able to get you on the podcast to discuss it. If there's anything else you'd like to discuss down the line too, you're also welcome to come back on and discuss it with us. Maybe uh, at a much more better time, Brian and Eric can also be able to join us too. Yeah. Um, that ought to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have far more different perspectives to think as well. And right. Instead of like just me, you know, saying my part. And asking some questions. I try to ask some questions to make it, like, you know, different from mm -hmm. what I will possibly think. Because I truly do think that sometimes we agree on about the same things. And and um, it'd be nice to have, like, Brian and Aaron here. Because, you know, they have, like, a totally different point of view from me. Um, but, yeah. Like, if you ever want to get back on, just let me know. I enjoyed you being on for right now. So, Okay. Uh, I think right now we'll just go ahead and close it off. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, thank you both for coming on here and sharing your stories with us. Uh, I enjoyed them. And um, I think that's about all we got for the podcast. So okay. thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all later in the next one.